if you don't build this first, the rest of life is going to be a lot harder. All business owners try to build the plan, but they don't build this, which is why they don't get what they want. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I talk about the many lessons, learnings, and tools that I've learned along my journey from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to rich listers, successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, and more, all while running business and personal performance events for tens of thousands of people who want to get the best out of themselves and their lives. This is my way of helping more people to excel in life, build successful empires, and be the best that they can be. I hope you share and enjoy. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Today, we're talking about what do you got to build if you want to have a good life or a good business? Now, you probably haven't noticed this and you probably haven't realized this because most people don't, right? Every week, my inbox is full of people saying, Mojo, I want to create a business where I make millions and I have financial independence or financial freedom. And I go, okay, cool. Or other people who say, you know, I want a great life. And I say, what is that? And they say, well, you know, I want a great relationship. I want good, high quality friendships. I want to surround myself with great people. You know, I want to have all this money in the bank. I want to be able to support my family, my kids, give them everything that I didn't have. I want to have a great body. And I go, cool. What have you been trying? And they're like, well, I keep, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going to do everything. And I'm like, okay, cool. Is that working? Well, yeah, you're not, oh, mate. Oh, yeah. And I just watch their brain implode. <laughs> because here's the thing. Until you build the man, you won't build a proper business plan. Now, if you don't build the man first, you don't get to build the plan. Most people focus on the plan before they focus on the man. Now, it's a little metaphor. If you're a woman listening to this as well, you know, it's please don't be one of those people these days that are like, I'm not a man. Leave me alone. Go, go, go someone else's podcast. But what I'm saying is you've got to build yourself before you build the plan. The problem is, is that everyone's trying to build the plan before they built themselves. And then even if you have the plan, you still won't execute it. I guarantee the number one reason why you're struggling right now is just through execution. You know what to do. Every week, people come to me, right? I've, I've been cranking again with my diet and everything like that. I knew how to lose weight, right? So what happened many, many years ago was that the business started cranking. We blew up overnight. We had a lot of clientele and I struggled to keep up with it. So I thought I did what all business owners do when business growth happens quick. You go, shit, I need to hire people. Well, I need to hire someone who does our marketing. So I hire a marketing person. Then I go, shit, I need a videographer. So I hire a video person. Shit, I need someone to edit the videos. Or I hire a video person. Crap, I need an executive assistant. So I hired one. Then I thought I need someone to help with sales. So I hired someone who was supposed to help build a sales team for me. So all these things happened, right? I put all these people in the places. Then I thought, oh shit, after a couple of months, I'm going, this is crazy. I'm working my ass off and I still don't have enough time because I'm micromanaging people. Why am I micromanaging people? Because the team were chaotic. They would do stupid shit all the time. No one was managing them. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I need to get a manager. So then I go out and I hire a manager. Now we're churning through probably half a million to three quarters of a million, if not a million dollars cash, you know, in staff wages. So I'm skitzing out. Now our overheads have blown through the roof. We're still not getting that great of productivity, right? We're not really achieving that much. You know, I thought if I hire a whole bunch of the team, I put this great team together, everything's going to work, right? We'll be able to keep scaling. And the best thing is I'll be able to do what I'm highly skilled at, which is coaching, teaching, 
educating people, networking, connecting with the right people, you know, making deals, putting stuff together, and we will just crush it. The opposite happened. All I did was I went from working 100 hours a week on my shit to working 95 hours on everybody else's shit, trying to keep their heads above water and about five hours on my stuff. What I didn't realize was I did the fatal mistake that everybody does is that they try to build the plan before they build the man. I wasn't ready and I wasn't ready because I didn't work on myself. What happened was I became more undisciplined. So as the company grew, I became more undisciplined. I became more chaotic. I became more mentally stressed. The more mentally stressed I became, the more I started eating. Now, I didn't get fat, fat, but I would just go, oh, I don't have time to eat. I'll just grab some takeaway. Yo, I'll just have a meeting at the cafe. And slowly, months by months by months, a few kilograms here, a few kilograms there, sneak on. Then I start putting on my pants and I'm like, oh man, these are tight. Then I'm getting up on stage and my belt buckles digging into my stomach while I'm trying to interview people in our Business Growth Odyssey event. I remember I was interviewing Toby Pierce and Toby Pierce sold his company at 29 years of age for $400 million. Now he's a friend of mine and these are the people that I bring into my business growth events so that the community can network with them, so that you can hang out with them, so you get to meet them. And because we don't have a thousand people at our events, you actually do get to speak to them and hang out with them and stuff. So I'm sitting up there on this chair up on the top of the stage. My video guys filming everything. We've got cameras and all that stuff filming the footage because we put it in the back end, the membership hub or the membership library. So I'm sitting there interviewing him and all I could think about wasn't how awesome it is to sit on stage with a mate of mine who sold a company for $400 million at 29 years of age and extract amazing information out of this guy because he's a genius. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about my Louis Vuitton belt buckle that was digging into my fat roll that was overhanging my pants. And my pants were tight because I refused to go up a pair of pant size. And I just felt so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. That's all I could think about. Do you know the cost on productivity of you not feeling good? So if you've got back pain, if you think about this, if you've got a sore back and you're sitting down, you've got to crank through work, but every minute you're thinking about your back pain, your productivity reduces massively. This is what was happening to me. I was getting more shoulder pain. I was getting, you know, I felt more uncomfortable in my pants. I didn't really feel good. I was more tired. I just felt like shit. But I was like, man, i got to keep working. i got to keep working. Plus, the thing that I love more than anything is helping you guys, right? I love helping the community. So I'm putting all this energy on everybody else, trying to keep the team afloat, trying to keep customers happy. And the more I was drowning, the harder I would try to swim. And the harder I tried to swim, the more fatigued I became, the more shit my habits became, and the more that I would drown. And so this went on and on and on. It went on for about a three-year period maybe a little bit longer. It was not good. It was not fun. I did not enjoy running the business. I was more stressed out. There was more pressure on my relationship. Mentally, I didn't feel as good as what I normally do. So it wasn't a good time. Last year, I realized that what I sell is personal growth, personal development, personal excellence, right? If you want to be better, you've got to change your mindset. I've known that since I was 21 because that was when I read Warren Buffett's book, Buffettology, and I realized that your mindset has a massive role to play in the way you operate financially. And what I realized was that some people allow their past to determine their future. Some people create a future and allow that to determine how they operate now. 
So I started doing that. So I know the impact of having a really effective mindset, right? I've, I've known that for a long, long time. But I, again, I let that slip. And sometimes that happens in business, right? Sometimes that happens in life. If you're a parent, I'm sure it happens. So I knew what to do. I was an award-winning personal trainer. I knew how to count calories. I knew what I should eat. I knew all that shit. Even when I would order takeaway, I knew what I should eat. But it was just, I was so overwhelmed and tired and frustrated and all of those things that I just wanted the easiest option and the one that would satiate my emotions. So when I was tired, all I wanted was a bit more energy. When I was stressed, all I wanted was to be calm. And so all those foods that made me feel calm, I would order when I was stressed. But when I was tired, I would order foods that would pick me up, give me more energy. So I made bad food choices. Anyway, last year, I realized that the great saying, you've got to build the man before you build the plan. I went, shit, that's where I'm slipping. I keep slipping because I keep trying to build the plan. I keep trying to execute stuff in the business. I keep thinking that if I set goals more effectively, if I've got my clear mission, then I would execute more effectively. And the truth was people don't execute, not because they don't know what to do, because first of all, they don't have accountability on themselves. They're not disciplined, especially when they're drowning and they've got a lot of shit on. They are going to be more undisciplined. They're going to lower their standards. When that happens mentally and emotionally, they are going to lower themselves down. Okay, They're going to have less ability to handle mental stress and emotions. This happens. So I realized this and thought, right, I need to tighten this shit up. So the first thing I did was I went out and I hired a new mentor. And I do this every time I'm stuck, I go out and I hire a mentor. Now, for all the fucking pancake heads out there who sit around and go, yeah, but it's easy for you because you have the money. Anyone who has money, and this is, this is just a little wealth wisdom. Anyone who has money doesn't have money. Anyone who doesn't have money doesn't have money. Neither the rich or poor have money. And the reason is that a wealthy person knows that if they hold on to their cash, they essentially earn fuck all. So they go take that money. And this is why people do something called investing. What they're doing is they're investing in other businesses or they're investing in ideas. So my friend who made $400 million, if I looked in his bank account, he doesn't have $400 million sitting in there. He goes, right, I'm going to go and put $10 million into the property market. Now, he didn't make $400 million. The company sold for $400 million, which he owns. But he has shareholders. He's got people who have profit share. There's a whole bunch of people that that gets divided up with. Also, you've got to pay all the lawyers, the legal fees. As you go through this, you might churn $20, $30, $40 million just in getting the deal across the line with lawyers, legal fees, accounting, everything. So coming back to it, he then goes and let's say executes $10 million. He puts that into the property market. He might go and put another $50 million into the share market. He then might go out and buy 10 other different businesses. So someone might come to him with a a business plan and he goes, right, I will use my capital. So instead of you going to the bank, because the bank probably won't loan you money. Banks are risk adverse. Banks love this type of person. They love the mum and dads. The reason is, is that most mums and dads have kids. Therefore, they have to keep working that job in order to support their kids and keep a roof over their head. So most mums and dads live in a primitive primal way, which is safe for the banks. It's not like dad's going to come home from work one day and go, hey, I'm just going to start my third business. I'm just going to buy another boat. I'm going to buy another eight cars. The bank know you're not going to do that. You're not entrepreneurial. So the bank know that you're safe. 
Whereas when you're entrepreneurial and you're like, right, we're, we're taking risk. We're going to start building a business from scratch. The bank's like, fuck that. 56% of businesses fail in the first four years. 96% of businesses don't make over $2 million a year in revenue. So banks look at that and they're like, the chances of you succeeding in business is almost zero. And so the bank isn't going to bet on you. That's what the banks do. So when you're a mum and dad and you earn, you know, dad earns 100 grand a year, mum earns, let's say, 60 grand a year or 70 grand a year, and you've got three kids at home, the banks say, right, you're trapped in your job, right? Because you know that you've got to keep those kids safe. Now, because you've got money, if we ask you to pay four or $5,000 a month on loans, that's safe for us. So what we'll do is we'll lend you money for a house. We will lend you money, or let's say it's $3,000. We will lend you money for a house. We'll give you a little bit of extra cash for a car, but we don't want you to buy anything too nice or too fancy, probably because you can't afford it. We got to make sure that there's a safety, there's safety range in there. So we'll bet on the mum and dad because they're safe. Entrepreneurs aren't safe. So banks don't like betting on banks. When I started growing my business and I needed overdraft accounts, I went to almost every bank. Now we had, you know, a couple of hundred grand in the bank. We had a fair bit of asset in the business and the banks looked at it and said, uh, no way, we're not giving you an overdraft. And I was like, you gotta be shitting me. In fact, let's say we had a hundred K in the bank. I'm not gonna give you the exact numbers, but if we had a hundred K in the bank, the bank said, oh, we're more than happy to give you a 50 grand overdraft. And I said, so hang on, you're gonna give me a $50,000 overdraft when I have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. And they're like, yeah, you could just use your hundred grand. And I was like, I know, that's why I'm getting an overdraft. The money in the bank is there as a safety, just in case. But when you use an overdraft, you're essentially getting a loan. That loan has to be paid back, which can be paid out of the cash, but you can extend the time. The banks wanted me to use less of their cash than what I had in there. So it provided no real benefit at all. In fact, one bank came back and said, yeah, we're more than happy to give you like a 10 grand overdraft. And I was like, 10 grand? The business does millions a year. 10 grand is like less than a week's worth of overheads or operating costs. So my point is, is that they're not going to back you. Are you ready to raise your standards, achieve more and stay accountable like never before? My brand new Dominate program is designed to give you year-round accountability and keep you consistently winning. Inside, you'll get epic trainings in mindset, wealth, health, and relationships, plus weekly group coaching calls to combat inconsistency and to stop you falling off the bandwagon. No more trial and error, no more going through the motions, no more feeling unfulfilled at the end of your year. Just a chance to be your best, do your best, and to dominate. No locking contracts, cancel anytime. Join now via the link in the description or at michaelmojo.com. What does this have to do with the man before the plan? And this is what I was getting at, right? Is that wealthy people don't have the money. When I am stuck, I go out and I go get mentors. I get coaches. I invest in my own personal growth because the one thing that I know I'm 100% sure of, the reason why you are not where you want to be is because of you. You have to change. You have to become more disciplined. You have to raise your standards. You need to get greater clarity. You need to surround yourself in an environment of people who are upscaling consistently so that there's a part of you that feels a little bit insecure. Insecure enough to go, shit, I need to put my foot on the gas and keep growing. If you don't have those variables covered, you'll get stuck. And so last year when I was stuck, I said to Jess, I need to go get a mentor. She said, all right, who do you think? Now, what I do is when I look for a mentor, I've got different mentors. I've got different people I can call out to. This mentor that I needed, I needed someone who was super disciplined 
and would just ring me when I slipped. So I found that guy. Now, is he the best coach? No way. I'm a better coach than what he is. I just needed the discipline part. So I end up paying a whack of change that we didn't have. I had to go to Jess and say, how do we make this work? Now, I'm smarter than most people, right? And I know that that's probably going to sound arrogant, but it's fucking true. Because every week I get on the phone to someone and they go, oh, I can't afford it. And I'm like, I know. What do you want to do? You can't afford to be shit, but you also can't afford to be good. Which one do you want? And they're like, well, I want to be good. And I'm like, so you can't afford to be shit then? Then make the fucking decision to spend the money with me on coaching and let's move forward. Or you can wait until you have the money, but you're never going to have the money because you're capped. You're capped because you haven't grown enough and you haven't changed and you haven't developed. Hence why you're hiring a coach. When shit is easy, you don't need a coach. When shit is hard, you want a coach. But when shit is hard, you can't afford a coach or you don't have the time for a coach, which is the reason why you're fucking stuck because you can't effectively make a decision when you're in those situations. And I know that I'm smarter than most people because I will sit there and go, I am capped. I need to pay for somebody else to come in to push me to that next level. So I go to Jess, we grabbed a credit card that we had, an old credit card. I went, cool, I can put part of it on there. There's a little bit of extra cash that I can pull out of the business. I'll put that on there. And we move some cash around and bang, done. So I invest in this coach. The coach sits down with me, says, what's the one thing that you struggle with the most? And I said, food. And he goes, right, you will never get what you want if you can't tighten yourself up there. Because if you can't stay tight, you're not going to get the results you want. And I went, shit, he's right. Got to build the man before you build the plan. So tightened up my diet. Six and a half kilos down now. Just took my photo. Feel fucking great. Energy's up. Heaps more mentally focused. Heaps more mentally calm. And because now I have become more disciplined. Now, I could have become disciplined without that coach. But the thing was knowing that someone was there, knowing that someone was going to check in with me, knowing that I didn't want to disappoint myself, nor them or people around me, even disappointing you guys. I've stuck to the plan. Why did I stick to the plan? Because I built the man. I was building the man. I had to be more disciplined in order to build the man so that I could execute the plan. Most people focus on executing the plan, but they never build the man. This is why... All these people out there, they'll go, they work in 60K a year job. They go, I can go make money in the mines. They pack up their shit. They move away. They go and live in isolation in this shitty environment in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's dusty. It's dry. They're hanging out with other people who are all there just to make cash. There's probably 90% of people are only there for the money. They're not there for the lifestyle. They're not there for the enjoyment. They know that it's causing more friction on their intimate relationship. They know that it's causing challenges in their family, but they pack up because they need the money. They think they need the money. So they go to the mines. They start working. They come back. They've got all this cash because they haven't built the man. They go, well, the plan is I'm going to get ahead financially. I will work hard for two years and then I'm out because I will have saved enough money, paid down my debt, and I can then live the life that I want. Two years later, they're still working in the mines. Why? Because they never built the man. Yet they try to execute the plan and they kept fucking up the plan. They got home from the mines. They go, there's 20 grand sitting in my bank. I don't know. The boys are buying jet skis. I'm going to go buy a jet ski. So then they just go and sink 14 grand into a jet ski or whatever it costs them to buy a jet ski. They're back almost at the start again. And every time they do this, they just stay stuck. So the only thing that's changed is their lifestyle. 
They have taken a lifestyle cut, created more problems in their family, created more problems in their relationship, created more problems mentally and physically for themselves, yet they've made more money, but because they haven't built the man and they're trying to execute the plan, they keep fucking up the plan because they're not a decent man, and now they're at the same position. This happens every week. I would say that probably a fair whack of you right now want to lose weight, you want to feel better about yourself, it's the start of a new year, in fact, we're halfway through the month already. Most people still aren't executing the plan. Why not? Because they're not building themselves. They are not making themselves mentally and emotionally more effective. They're not working on their mindset. They're not personally developing enough in order to be able to execute. Until you build the man, you won't properly execute the plan. Now, yes, there are some people out there who are already built, right? Some people come off the production line. Like when they're born, they come off of the production line of Rolls Royce. I came off of the production line and I fell off of the conveyor belt onto my fucking head, onto the ground, got kicked a couple of times, and that's where I started life. Now, you may have started life in a different position. Everyone starts life in a different position. But what I know is that we all want to grow, we all want to be better, and we all want to develop ourselves, especially if you're part of my community and you're listening to this podcast. So if that is true, then you have to build yourself mentally and emotionally first. You've got to build the man before you build the plan. If not, your chances of executing the plan are very, very low. And you might do it for a period of time and then fuck it all up and then start again, right? That's why people need New Year's resolutions because they keep fucking up the plan, not changing the man. And so the new year is a new opportunity for them to change and grow. But they keep thinking that this year is going to be different, but they still haven't developed themselves. The only difference is the last 12 months, they've just been used, abused and punished themselves more. So those patterns of behavior stack up. They are more damaged at the start of this year, which means they're less likely to execute. And as every year goes on, most people are more damaged, which means the likelihood that they are going to achieve their New Year's resolutions is less than the year before. Now, if the pain builds up enough, if suffering builds up enough, some people will realize that they need to build the man before they build the plan, but very few people do. So guys, listen, if you need to change, if you know that you need to develop yourself, First thing you need to do, keep listening to this podcast. Great, great work. Second thing is make sure you're following me on my socials. So jump across to Instagram. I've been smashing content out there now. The other thing is drop the hammer, get a coach. Now I can coach you or you can go find another one. You very rarely come across a better one than me. That's for sure. I've been in the industry for 20 years now and I've gone through hell and back and coached some of the most successful people in the planet. So you can go find another one. You'll find cheaper, but that's cool. If you want cheap, then you get cheap. But what my point is, is that if you really want to execute better and you want to become the man so that then you can execute the plan, then hit me up in my DM. Send me a message on my Instagram account. Say, I'm keen to know more about coaching and I'll shoot you some information. But you have to develop yourself before you can execute the plan effectively. Always remember that. Man comes before the plan. Now, like I said, for all the ladies out there, for all the women out there, for every other gender, whatever else is out there. You have to build yourself before you execute effectively and make sure that it works and stay consistent for long enough. Momentum wins the game. If you execute a diet for 10 weeks and then you spend the next four weeks binge eating, you fucked it all up. You lost the game. And that was because you had a shit plan in the first place. And that was that you thought that doing a 10-week or a 12-week challenge was going to be the thing that will help you to change. That's because you're trying to execute the plan, but you haven't changed the man, right? Until you change and create good habits, you are not going to live the life that you want. How you operate in that 10-week challenge should be how you keep executing after the challenge as well. So you might change some calories, 
But if you're training four times a week, five times a week, keep that up after the challenge. Don't stop. So after you finish and you get weighed in at the end of the 10-week challenge, on Monday, you're back at the gym doing exactly the same shit. If you're getting results, why would you change it? Here's why you change it. Because you haven't developed the man before you develop the plan. And once you start getting results, you fuck it up and you sabotage it because you operate out of pain, stress, sabotage, feelings of not being good enough. And that's all the reason why you keep fucking shit up and why you have to build the man before you build the plan. I would say that 99% of people that I come across are driven by pain, are driven by stress, are driven by worry, are driven by fear. Once you take away those things, they lose their drive and they self-destruct again. You've got to find a better way. That's why you've got to have clarity around what you want and build the mindset that you need. Anyway, driven mofos, keep working on yourself, stay disciplined, raise those standards, and I'll see you on the next episode.